This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. So the series of sermon called Miracles of Christmas, in the first week we saw the divine protection that came upon the baby Jesus. Even though he is God, but he was born as a human on this earth. And there was a protection needed because King Herod, he was trying to put this baby to death. And he was challenging and he was sending the wise men. And on their way back, he encouraged the wise men to come back and tell, let Herod know where this baby was born. And by the Spirit of God, these wise men were warned and not to go back to King Herod and they they went on their way. So there was a divine protection that came upon baby Jesus. The second week we talked about the appearance of the star. A star being seen in the sky at that point of time was supernatural. It was not a natural thing. Even the scientists, the astronomers and astrologers, they were trying to find out what kind of star it was. The wise men, they could identify if they see such a star in heaven that means there is a king who is born and that's the reason you know they brought all the gifts and they wanted to find out where this where is this king who is born now and we talked about that star it was the star of the king that's what the word of God says it is king's star and we were attributing our lives to the star and because God says you are the light of this world you know God said you we are kept on this world as a light to shine forth light to men and we identify ourselves as the star and God says you are mine your king's star it was a star of a purpose it was a guiding star because the star was guiding the wise man to the king who was born it was a guiding star and it was a star of great joy word of God says they saw the star and they were filled with great joy so the third week we talked about the third miracle of Christmas the appearance of angel appearance of angel as shepherd they were tending their flocks in the night the angel angel of God suddenly appeared in front of them and declared that announcement made that announcement of the birth of Lord Jesus Christ and we also saw a company of angels appearing in the sky and singing the Christmas carol over there and in that aspect we talked about angels in detail last week if you remember we talked about who are these angels and who created the angels when he when they were created and how many of them out there today and we talked about what are the different types of angels even today and do we have do they have physical bodies and we found out they are spirit beings they don't have physical bodies what do an angel look like even from the word of God we understood how do angels compare with human you know how we are different from angels are they all you know all the angels are good and we said no not all the angels are good even the angels some of the angels are bad even the devil evil is an angel who is a fallen angel and what is their job every day we went through their job profile of what angels have you know all these things we we studied with reference to the word of God and we'll see the recordings in the website soon Today we are going to see the fourth miracle 
birth of Christmas, the divine announcement which was made. You know, when Jesus was born, it was not a supernatural, it was not a natural birth. It was not like a baby who is born in this world, even though Jesus was born as a baby. But it was a supernatural thing. When Jesus was, was born, things around him were changed. Everything around him was different. You know, we saw, we started seeing the star in the sky and suddenly angels were appearing there and singing choruses. Everything, every such thing won't happen often, but it was happening at the time of the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. Let's turn our Bible to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Luke chapter 2, verse 14 says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. If you go a little backward and see, when the angel appeared to the shepherd, the angel said, verse 10, the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which you will be to all people. For there is born to you this day, in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, verse 14, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The fourth miracle is the carol that came from heaven. You know, not often we hear voices from heaven. Some people say that, you know, they have heard voices from heaven. All good. But nothing is recorded. And here we see a recording of such voice as singing a harmony from heaven. It says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. As I said, the first miracle was a divine protection that came upon baby Jesus. The second miracle was the appearance of star, the star. The third miracle was the, uh, the, the appearance of the angel and the an- company of angels. And the fourth miracle was the divine announcement that was made by the angel. What was the announcement all about? The announcement is about the baby which was born. The baby that was born on that day. It was about the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. To whom the announcement was made? It was made to the shepherds who were keeping watch over their flocks during that day. Probably it is a night. It is a night time that they were, the shepherds were there out in the field. But I don't believe it is the winter there. I don't believe it is December, right? I don't know if you are with me or not. I, normally shepherds cannot tend their flocks, you know, leave their flocks outside in, in the winter time. We have winter such like this, right? Jesus was born, but there is not recordings, and there is no proof that he was born at the time of winter or he was born at the time in, in December. Right? It is all history. It is all just made up, you know, to, to have a festival around um, Christmas. Okay, let's not get into there, right? So, <laughs> okay, so let's come back. Now, the divine announcement, it consists of two aspects. The first one says, glory to God in the highest. NLT version says, the highest heaven the amplified version says in the heaven 
So glory to God in the highest. It means glory to God in the heaven. And the second message is peace on earth among men with whom he is well pleased. KJV puts it like this way and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. But if you look into the other versions, Bible clearly says peace on earth among men with whom he is well pleased. Glory to God in the highest. What does it mean? What is glory? The glory means the splendor or the excellence, the magnificence, the brilliance. You know, all these are the equivalent words for glory. Glory of God can be seen in heaven. Such a glory of God can be seen in heaven. Glory also means, it's a noun, it also means fame and praise and triumph. You know, all this can be told as an equivalent term for glory. When we talk about glory of God, what of God always attributes God's glory seen in heaven. If we read Psalm 19 verse 1, what of God says, the heavens declares the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God. Now if you want to see the glory of God, today people come to the church because they want to get filled with the glory of God. I'll talk about it a little later. So today if you need to see the real glory of God, where we need to go? All of us need to make a trip to heaven. We need to make a quick trip to heaven and there we will see the glory of God. Glory of God is, it doesn't really belong to this earth. God's glory belongs to the heaven. In Psalm 57 verse 5 says, what of God says, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Let your glory not be just in the earth. Let your glory be over the earth. Let your glory be in the heavens. Psalm 113, 4, word of God says, The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. God's glory is above the heavens. You know, we struggle to understand what is the glory of God. Bible is talking about, even in the book of Revelation 21, 23, Word of God talks about a new Jerusalem. It's heaven. It talks about the heaven as a new Jerusalem. A city illuminated by God's glory. Revelation 21-23 says, The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God illuminated it. The glory of God illuminated it. All that we can imagine, the God's glory is related to light. God's glory is related to illumination, the shining, the beautiful, the awesomeness of God and the surroundings, the atmosphere where God resides or God dwells in. In the same time, God wants to fill this earth with his glory. Even though his glory belongs to heaven, God still wants to fill this earth with glory, with his glory. Psalm 72, 19, word of God says, Blessed be his glorious name forever. Let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Even though his glory belongs to heaven, God still wants to fill this earth with his glory. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3 says, And one cried to another said, talking about the angels, 
as Isaiah was seeing God Almighty seated on the throne and he is seeing angels around him praising God saying holy 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 is the Lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory so I had a tough time to understand we talk about what of God talks about the glory belongs to the heaven and the above the heavens but here also it talks about the God wants the earth to be filled with his glory you know how that can happen how this earth can be filled with this glory Isaiah 62 says for behold darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness peoples but the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen on you you know today if you try to see God's glory on this earth God's glory can be seen not just in the jungle not just in the forest not just in the desert God's glory can be seen upon you and me upon you and me God's glory can be seen to make this little more clear only you and me can bring God's glory to this earth if not God's glory is going to remain in heaven you know why we are needed today on this earth Jesus spoke about that too many times in different ways he said you are the light of this world you are the salt of this world you know the reason behind is children of God God are needed on this earth to bring that heavenly glory to this earth you know that's why God that's what God expects in you and me but I mean I can give some of the examples from the Word of God God's glory came upon Mount Sinai in Mount Sinai Moses was there sitting there 40 days day and night without eating anything and drinking anything and word of God says God's glory came upon Mount Sinai why how because to bring God's glory over the earth there was a Moses needed a need of a Moses was there God's glory came as in the temple of God as Solomon was needed there to dedicate the temple of God God's glory came upon the Mount of Transfiguration Peter James and John were needed there to bring God's glory God's glory came upon the altar as Elijah was trying to do the sacrifice in front of the prophets of Baal God's glory came upon the altar as fire how because Elijah was standing there as a man of God you know you and I are needed today to bring God's glory to this world today God's glory comes in the church and dwells in the church in the temple of God because of the true worshippers of God you know when true worshippers are worshipping God that's where we see God's glory coming and dwelling angels cannot do it Angels cannot bring such a glory of God to this earth but you and I can bring God's glory to this world Jesus came down to this earth to glorify father in John 17 4 he says I have glorified you on the earth I have finished the work which you have given to me given me to do Jesus came to glorify the father 
You know, if Jesus would not have been there, Father would not have been glorified. His glory would not have been seen on this earth. Jesus was needed to glorify. And before he was taken up, he was caught up into heaven. He says to his disciples, and in front of his disciples, he is just looking at the Father and telling him, Lord, I have glorified you on this earth. Now that my time has come, that I need to come back. But I am praying for them, that let me continue to do what I am been doing on this earth. You know, God has given that commission, Jesus has given the commission of continuing that ministry of Lord Jesus Christ on this earth. To continue to bring the glory of God to this generation. Today, the same angels who are singing glory to God in the highest, Every time, especially they were singing in Luke chapter 2 at the time of the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. Today, the same angels are singing that chorus again, again and again, over and over again. Every time someone believes in the Lord Jesus Christ and someone is born new as a new creation in Lord Jesus Christ. Because the heaven rejoices when someone comes closer to Lord Jesus Christ. And angels, as they were singing that chorus, that carol on the day. And today we hear the voice of the angels singing carol of the same thing. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace, goodwill toward men as everyone come closer to God. So the first message, the announcement was made on the day saying, Glory to God in the highest. The second announcement, before we conclude, it says, Peace on earth among men. According to the Amplified Bible, verse 14 is written like this, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among men with whom he is well pleased. Good News International says, Peace on earth to those with whom he is pleased. Can you just listen to those verses carefully? Some of the version says, we always say that peace and goodwill toward men. We just conclude. But the word of God really says, peace among men with whom he is well pleased. Peace on earth to those with whom he is pleased. You know, that makes a difference today. We talk about love, joy and peace God offers to every one of us. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God's love is for everybody. God so loved the world. Today, irrespective of religion and nationality and caste or whatever it is, all the divisions, what human is made, human made, God's love, God's love is for everybody. Joy. What about joy? The angels made that announcement to the shepherds. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. The joy of Christmas, the joy of the birth of Lord Jesus Christ is to all people. The love is to everybody. The joy is to everybody. What about peace? But the peace of God is only for those with whom God is well pleased. That's why word of God says, Peace of God. Peace on the earth to those with whom he is pleased. The peace is only with whom, only for those with whom God is pleased. Love of God tells us that 
He cares for us. He loves us. The joy he gives us is an indication that he is the only real joy giver. Christmas time makes everyone happy. But the peace is an indication that God gives that peace to only with whom God is pleased, not with everybody. Today the world can easily understand the love of God, the joy of Christmas, but not the peace. Not the peace. You know, that's what I want to stress upon today. The world today expects to receive that peace by different means. But it is not possible. Because Jesus said in John 14:27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. My peace is not the way the world you know, declares the peace to you. The world offers peace in a special way, in a particular way. But I don't give you the peace in that same way. So out of love, joy, peace, Christmas always you know, easily conveys the love of God, the joy of Christmas. But when it comes to peace, it struggles. You know, that's the reason. You know, if you look into a Christmas ser- uh, service in big churches, people just pour out, you know, uh, just into the Christmas service. You know, there are people and there are families. You know, that's the only day they go to the church. You know, Christmas, especially in our nations, they all come with, you know, all well-dressed with jewels and saris. You know, there is a great competition going on in the church. You know, who looks great? Right? It's all good. So they come to the church on the day and really enjoy. They share love with one another. They hug, hug each other and then they say that I love you, I like you, I like your dress, I like your jewels. And they share, exchange gifts and it's a good time. They can understand the love of God. There is a great joy in the time. A joy of singing and children enjoy and you know they look at the senda and the, and the trees and you know there is a great joy going on. But at the end of the service, they just don't understand what peace of God means to them. Because the peace is certainly different from the love and joy. Because that's why the word of God says, peace not to everybody, peace to only those who can please God. Peace is only for those who can please God. That's why Jesus said, I don't give the peace the way the world gives you peace. But my peace is different that you need to understand. In the Old Testament, God wanted his children to offer peace offering. You know, why peace offering is given to God? We use the term quite often. I'm not really peace with her. I'm not really at peace with him. What does it mean? There is something in between. There is a partition. You know, there is a, there is a wall between two people. Then they say that I am not really at peace with him or her. It is the same thing here. When God says, you need to receive that peace, but I need to be well pleased in you. It means there cannot, there cannot be anything between us and God. You know, only when you remove that wall between our lives and with God, then only we see the peace coming into it. Love can be, you know, we can love anybody. We can share the joy with anybody. But we can give that peace only when you remove that wall. Once we remove that wall between us and God, we see, you know, there is a mutual understanding. And we see God is going to be well pleased in what we do. 
you know how do we please God I think that's important we just leave for our two two three points and then we'll pray how do we please God how can we please God I think it's important as part of this message of Christmas first of all we need to remain pure to please God first Thessalonians 4 1 says finally Paul writes here the church to the church in Thessalonica he says finally then brethren we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God and here he's saying you need to please God you have learned so much from me Paul writes but now it is important you need to abound in grace you need to grow much further to please God it is important and he goes on and on he says you need to abstain yourself from the wickedness you need to keep your lives pure if you want to please God the second aspect to pleasing God Hebrew 11 6 we need to have faith in God to please him Hebrew 11 6 says but without faith it is impossible to please God we need to have faith in God you know that's the reason it is difficult for everyone to receive that peace that Christmas offers to us but today I want to make sure we all receive that peace of God that is important we need to please God to receive that peace and as I said how do we please God we need to have faith in God not everybody have put their faith in God not everybody put their faith in Jesus but word of God says without faith it is impossible to please him thirdly we need to do good and share with others word of God says so Hebrew 13 16 says but do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices God is well pleased you know as Christians as children of God God doesn't expect us to you know close ourselves in a room and sit in the within the room and eat everything you know God doesn't expect that God expects us to do good God expects us to share with others how do we do it we need to go out we need to get into the world those who are in need like as we talk about the Berkeley you know, the people who are in need they are over 80 years of age and they need somebody to come there and show the love we need to get down to that there are orphans there are you know in our shelter homes you know we need to get into such places to meet people and tell them that you know we love you we take care we care for you and we share our love with them and God is well pleased in such things God is well pleased as we help out to somebody God is well pleased you know as we share with somebody in Galatians 1 10 word of God says we need to please God not men we need to please God not men you know this is very very important Galatians 1 10 says for do I now persuade men our God or do I seek to please men for if I still pleased men I would not be a bond servant of Christ you know what does it say never try to please men never try to please men you know <clears throat> that's that's one of the 
common issues wherever people are gathering. Need not be just in the church. Wherever people gather together, they try to please one another. They try to do things in order to please one another. But when we are in the church, there is no question about pleasing anybody. Right? We don't need to please anybody. I don't need to preach to please you. You don't need to come to please me. There is absolutely no question of pleasing anybody. We all need to please God. We all need to please God. Because we are all human. We are all at the same level. We are all human. He, only He is God. We all need to please God. You know, the way, best way to please God is stop pleasing men. You stop pleasing men. It may be our spouse or it may be our children. You know, we need to, when we try to bring the discipline in our, in our family, let's not, you know, please people around us. Let's do it because God wants us to do it. We all need to please God. We all need to please God. And you know, once we please God, then we get that peace of God in our lives. Then we will receive such a deep peace, you know, that rests in our lives. If you remember when Jesus was, you know, traveling in the boat with his disciples, there was a raging storm. And Jesus just stood up and he said, peace be still. You know, there was a quietness, calmness in the sea. And that kind of calmness God expects us to have in our lives. You know, I I was just even thinking about it. Love, joy and peace. The love is mostly external. The joy is mostly external. But the peace, it is so deep in our hearts. And the Christmas, the message of the Christmas, it's not just love. It's not just joy. It is the peace of God. You know, Jesus came to this world and we believe so. And the reason for Christmas it is a time of great peace to rest upon our lives. The peace that angels were declaring saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men will come true in our lives. As we open up our lives to God, as we try to please only God during this season of Christmas and as we enter into the new year and I am sure you will see changes in your life. You will see changes within your soul. You will have such a peace of God in your life. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.